0: everyone, Matt Lowe here. Welcome to the 126th episode of Bouncing Back, a video series meant to give people who have been laid off during COVID-19 an opportunity to sell themselves to new employers in the ad industry. And this is my 84th episode in partnership with the Avail List, an unbelievable website that spotlights all the amazing talent in the ad industry who are ready to get back to work. For this episode, we have Pedro Bacic, who was most recently an ACD art director, you know, freelancing at Havas and a few other places. Pedro, you know, really happy to have you here.
1: Thank you, Matt. Appreciate it, the opportunity. Yeah, happy to be here too.
0: Of course, maybe just start off by telling everyone how you've been dealing with the last year, year and a half, and and how you've been keeping busy.
1: Yeah, uh, we've been keeping, yeah, I've been keeping busy doing try to uh, occupy my mind with a lot of things. Uh, Kids in between. Uh, I'm a kite maker, so I make kites as well. Old school kites, so uh, that's good to keep the creative uh, flow going. I've uh, been a weekend uh, chef in my house, you know, freelance work wise, I've been freelancing and doing some uh, art here and there as well, and talking to people. We live close to the lake, so we go to the lake as well sometimes, pedal boarding and stuff like that. So it's been fun.
0: That's also where you're located.
1: Uh, I'm in the North Shore, I'm in Highland Park.
0: Nice. Maybe tell everyone a little bit about yourself. How you got into advertising? Some clients you've worked on, and some agencies you've worked at in the past.
1: Sure. Yeah, I started in my uh, in my country, Brazil, uh, a while ago. Uh, my first gig was at a uh, uh, JWT, big client right off the bat, Unilever. Very uh, uh, stubborn, and uh, but it's good to work with. You know, they have uh, a lot of good. Variety of brands. Uh, uh, yeah, I started there. I was there for about four, four and a half years. And then I moved to the US. Uh, I started off in a small uh, Hispanic agency where I spent about a year, year and a half. I worked for uh, ATT, a little bit of Disney, and BK as well. Then uh, I moved to North Carolina, spent a year there professionally. Yeah, was was good. But then I moved back to Miami and worked at DDB on uh, McDonald's and State Farm uh, for Alma DDB. It was good too, for about two, two and a half years. Then I moved to Chicago, to Detroit actually, Detroit, uh, Liebernet Detroit called me to join the, their their team. I didn't have much uh, car experience. So that was good for me to get that experience. I was there for about two and a half, three years as well. And then I moved to Chicago, to Liebernet Chicago to help on the uh, Samsung team. And stayed there for quite some time as well, and then moved to Minneapolis. As you can tell, I've been around for <laughs> a lot of a lot of cities. Uh, spent about a year there, and then moved back to Chicago. And uh, I'm, I was at Molson Molson Course, uh in house. We built, uh, helped build an uh, in house agency for them. It was good, but then I lost my job during COVID, and I'm doing freelance. So far, and it's been good.
0: Yeah, I mean, tons of experience at a bunch of different agencies with with big clients and and relocating. So, I'm sure that experience has kind of taught you a lot and got you ready for whatever is next. But what, right, what would your dream agency look like? And you know, what are you looking for
1: in your next role? Uh, that's a great question. I think uh, the dream agencies. I think they change. You know, when you start. Uh, it's one and then you start to evolve, you know, because back in the day, all the, all the, you know, Omnicom, WPP, all the big groups, they used to uh, have all the dream agencies for everyone. I mean, there was just like a few, one or two, like widened them, something more independent back in the day. So they're always there. But then uh, I would say a decade or more ago, you know, new agents started to flourish and I think that perspective changed. There's so many good agencies doing so many good work and all over the place, you know, in cities they we never imagined that would be because, you know, before it was just like LA, New York, uh, Chicago, and a few others. But now uh, all over the place where you go, there's some really good agencies doing some really solid work. Uh, I think, you know, the usual suspects, uh, Widen it's always, you know, putting out some really solid work for uh since they uh exist. Uh some agencies in New York as well, like BBDO. I think uh Adam Neve still doing some pretty good McCann student. Uh outside of the US, I really like the work of BETC, Paris, Brazil has some really good as well. Sachin Sakhi, Alma BBDO as well.
0: Yeah, there's some if you
1: ask me like a dream agency. I think uh agency these days have to Besides putting out good work, you know, they need to care about their employees more than ever. I think that's what make them stand out among the others.
0: There's so many agencies doing great work that now, you know, prospective employees are looking beyond just the output because you could go to so many places and do so many great, you know, campaigns, but within within the work, what are they kind of implementing and how do how do you fit in or how do you know individuals fit in? Yeah. What are some of your better qualities?
1: Uh, Not a great question. Uh, (laughs) I would say I I care a lot about uh, the people around me, uh, my team, when I work with, uh, with the team, not only creatives, but the entire team, you know, be try to be as like a coworker as much as I can and try to build this fun and practice environment. I think this is, uh, I try my best to keep that and I'm really focused on crafting the ideas, you know, even if it's just an internal meeting or just like a quick something if, you know, try to make it really well polished and easy for them and eye-catching, easy for them to digest and understand and feel good about it. Yeah, and I think the, I like to put people, like the consumer in this case, in the being the focus because once you know, we're in the people business, I think you need to understand them more than anything else. And once you understand them, it's easier for you to for all the ideas and for the team to be engaged and all that. Uh, uh, and also, uh, I would say for all throughout the years, it's uh, when I mean people as well. Because uh, you're dealing with people constantly, you know, there's this one likes to stay late a lot, this one likes to shut down their computer at five, and that's okay, it's not like this one, it's better than the other, etc, or that one is a little bit more shy, and this one is very, you know, talkative and stuff like that, I think you have to understand them and try to be, you know, the best as you can and on how to manage or deal with or team up with them the best way possible because everyone is different. You can't say, you know, this is the way we should do it, and just go. You, know, you have to understand people.
0: Yeah, I think that's a, that's a really good kind of perspective. Everyone is totally different. And I think that's what personally I love about this industry is everyone handles, you know, concepting and thinking differently. Everyone handles the day-to-day, you know, differently. But as a, you know, kind of more management senior role, you have to understand how to play towards your kind of teams and be able to, you know, tailor the way you manage each person understand that people think differently so it's a great quality Absolutely.
1: To have. yeah
0: do you have a favorite project that you've worked on
1: uh i do it's another great question <clears throat> i would say when you say favorite project uh, i think it you know evolves a lot of things uh i like project that you know uh you feel like a little bit of challenge that are not so easy and the you know, really struggle to get that outcome that you you had in mind, you know the way you want it. Uh, I think one of the first one that I did back in the day was uh, was hard, but we sort of like broke that stereotype. It was for a toothpaste called close up. It's for Unilever as well. I say this because, you know every usually, the majority, I would say, uh, toothpaste ads. It doesn't matter if it's uh, social or any medium possible. You know, print, TV. They usually have that product porn. You know, described right on your face and the benefits. Sort of like bullet points. You know, whitens your teeth. Do this, do that, that. And we wanted to do something different. We wanted to tell a story, like a real commercial, like uh, know, to make, uh, play with people, emotions and feelings and stuff like that. So the way we approached it was that, uh that was in Brazil, it was okay, let's uh, come up with a story, but let's sell this because we want to sell and let's make it, you know, relevant to the country that we live in. So, and we associated the idea of having a vulture because, you know, vulture, it's, it's a great animal. Don't get me wrong, but they, uh they, They hunt or they go after things that are not so great, right. Uh, So we thought about what if we we have this really bad taste and and you have this vulture coming straight into your mouth. And I remember my CD say this will never get approved because they've never done this and this will never get approved and then we have to, you know, create a big huge case explaining why this first the vulture is the. uh, the mascot of the largest brazilian soccer team and obviously soccer in brazil is really strong right and uh so that was a that was a good check mark and okay let's come up with a story with this and we developed the the script and we wanted to do very subtle in a way that was like let's do this in not instead of like shouting out big stuff like that let's just let's just make it quiet so let's hire someone with that have uh experience with uh talking like almost like a golf game kind of thing discovery channel so they cannot bother the animals that kind of thing so we hired the scottish guy sort travel like that scottish british british accent you know explaining you know the vulture is this animal who go after dead carcasses and stuff like that and the client was like in the meeting was just like, are you guys seriously? Yes, <laughs> yes. We're gonna do this because this is relevant because A, B and C to this country, to this audience. So that was a challenge and took, took us uh, focus group number one, number two, number three, number four. So they finally did it. And we we uh, we shot the way we wanted to shoot. And it was, uh, when, when you say the, the most important, it was because of when you break something that it's just like different from the category that they've yeah. been doing or anything, to me, that feels different, you know?
0: Yeah, I think that that's great. And I mean, we're kind of paid for that. We get a, a brief or a client problem and we should flip it on its head and do something that makes us stand out and hasn't been done before. And sometimes that's hard to sell exactly. to clients, but if you can sell it through and, and show them the end result works, yeah, that's... exactly. I think
1: you should at least try. You know, this this is what I do, I like to do is just try, obviously respecting the the client first and foremost, absolutely. What they you know should listen to this, but let's try to push and you know work as a team and see if we could put out something that is uh unique and creatively impactful as well.
0: Yeah, totally. How did uh how did growing up in Brazil you think help? you kind of today, as you as you concept, you take some of that experience and what you saw, you know, on a maybe more global level to influence your work.
1: Yeah, I think you helped me a lot due to uh, a lot of things that you professionally, especially be on our Brazil, results a little bit slightly different than here because you uh, the bar is set really high for craft, especially. And thankfully, I had really good people to to teach me that in, when I was young, and that it's very it's a very visual uh, and impactful uh, type of advertising in general for all the media, and still is and still is. You know, I think all, all other countries like England and Germany have the same uh, same type of communication. You know, visually impactful as well. But I think Brazil, for all the all the other aspects, the differences, you know, that we have, it's a it's a very you know mixed uh, multicultural country as well. I think the, all that that's great because it adds up to your background as well to understand people and see all the different classes and and genres and everything else. So,
0: yeah, has that helped us on your your website? You know, you you just mentioned having a strong artistic foundation. You think that started, you know, in in Brazil?
1: I think so. Very, very young. When I was probably five or six, I started painting. Even though I did, had no idea, like techniques or anything like this, and drawing and and making kites. I was very young as well, and all sorts of things. I was always, always in my 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 father, my dad's house has a huge backyard, and mm-hmm. he had chickens, and we had rabbits, and uh, a oh my guava trees, uh, lemon trees and a bunch of stuff. And I used to spend my entire afternoon there. And sometimes just like sitting on a tree and eating and, and playing with things here and there and experimenting things with materials. And uh, it was was very rich and full. So it definitely helped me to shape uh, who I am now.
0: Yeah, that's that's great. I mean, I always say, as creatives, you know, yeah, we have to solve problems and we have briefs and we have timelines, but we take like all of our past experiences from our entire life to to shape the briefs and to shape the thinking. And, you know, when, when we get interviewed, we're, we're kind of tapping into who we are as a person. And that's why you get hired because of the experiences you can kind of bring to the table. Yeah. What will, uh, what will a company be getting if they did reach out and hire you?
1: Oh. You're getting a lot of craft, they are getting a lot of passion, a lot of hard work, a lot of uh, breaking the rules type of thing. Breaking yeah.
0: rules is, is good. Again, it's, it's one of those things that the clients get a little uncomfortable, but if you're not making them uncomfortable, I don't think we're doing our job well enough.
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: What do you do outside of work? Kite cooking. What else?
1: Kite cooking. Uh, my son is my oldest. is into Taekwondo now, so he's getting pretty good. I, I'm one of those proud dads who go to classes with him and shout in the back of the line: "Do this, do that. Kick stronger. Come on, let's do it." You know, uh, I I draw. I do some like uh, illustrations, digital illustrations as well. Uh, I like to be in touch with friends a lot. So we go for a beer sometimes.
0: Nice. Do you do you want to freelance? Or are you open to full time? Are you open to relocating or you want to stay where you are?
1: Yeah, I'm, I'd like to stay where I am right now. After traveling for, you know, so many cities in the country, I think that's time for us to settle down, you know, here in Illinois and Chicago. We yeah, I'm totally open for full time and freelance, whatever comes my way. You know?
0: Awesome. The last question really for me is if there's a another dream client, agency, brand,
1: someone you want to give a little shout out to. <laughs> uh yes. I think the only type of client that I never that I never had any experience with would be sports. Believe it or not. You know, any is like sports gears, stickers or shirts or whatever. Uh, shout out to the not only agencies but to everyone who's in the who's you know in the midst of uh cultural change and where we are these days and looking for work and working and trying their best to succeed and stay sane to everyone who are all uh warriors out there yeah. and those that's, guys
0: that's the least what i've gotten from this you know your episode 126 but the 125 people before that you know everyone is just Putting their best foot forward, hungry to to prove that they they want to work, they're able to work, you know. It it was a, a tough year and a half for sure, but I think people are starting to hire again. The industry is kind of coming back slowly. So hopefully it just continues, you know, going and, and people continue getting hired. Right on. That's that's really it for me, though. Appreciate you hopping on, you know, putting yourself out there, doing something like this.
1: Thank you, Matt. That was great, man.
0: What's the best way for people to get in touch with you?
1: Oh, email, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, Ladder, Smoke Signal. All of the above. <laughs> All of the above.
0: Great. I'll share your information when I post this. But again, you know, thanks so much. And that's a wrap for the 126th episode of Bouncing Back. You know, anyone who may want to sell themselves to recruiters looking for talent in the ad industry, have them shoot me an email at M-A-L-O-W 930 at gmail.com or check out the availlist.com for a large list of people who are ready to get back to work in the ad industry. You could also listen to these episodes on Spotify and Apple Podcasts under Bouncing Back in Advertising. Thanks so much.
1: Thank you.